This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 127 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from Los Angeles. The Brewers on this eight-game West Coast road trip. Six games down with two to go, and the Brewers are having a great road trip so far. Five and one on this road trip. They took three of four from San Francisco, and they've taken the first two games from the Red Hot Los Angeles Dodgers Brewers playing some great ball. They're currently sitting at 63 and 47 overall. That is tied with the Chicago Cubs for first in the NL Central and tied with the Chicago Cubs for the best record in the National League. Brewers had those struggles going into the All-Star break. They've come out of the All-Star break and played extremely good baseball and they've added as well to this team. That's really the big storyline today. The trade deadline Tuesday, it came at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central Time in Milwaukee, and the Brewers, of course, had already over the weekend made a couple of deals. Uh, On Friday, they made the deal for Joaquin Soria. Really, it was Thursday, but Friday was the first game that Joaquin Soria was available for the crew in. The reliever uh, that's been around a little bit, uh, Joaquin Soria in his mid-30s, this is a guy that has pitched a lot of years in Major League Baseball. Longtime Kansas City Royal. He's been a Ranger. He's been a Pirate. He's been a Tiger. He was with the White Sox, and he will join us on the podcast today. Uh, Joaquin Soria, a big piece to add to this bullpen because the Brewers just made it that much longer in terms of the depth that they have back there at the back end with Soria, uh, Josh Hader, of course, Jeremy Jeffress, Corey Knable. Um, and just keep on going down the list, whether it's Dan Jennings or Taylor Williams or Matt Albers, who's back uh, from the disabled list. The Brewers just have so many options now in that bullpen and really loaded up back there now. So uh, big move for the Brewers at the end of last week. Then on Friday night, the news broke that the Brewers had traded for Mike Moustakis, and it was an interesting trade. I think a lot of people were, were... Uh, surprised by the fact that the Brewers went and added a third baseman when they already had Travis Shaw, but the news came out, and the news that accompanied it it was that Travis Shaw was going to move to second base. Uh, Still play some third base, probably play some first base, but uh, is going to log a bunch of innings now at second base, Travis Shaw. And Mike Moustakis, the former Kansas City Royal, who has a swing absolutely tailor-made for Miller Park, a big addition to this offense, and it was felt immediately. Brewers go out, they win Saturday, they score five runs in a loss on Sunday, and then for the crew, uh, they come back and they win these first two games at Dodger Stadium. It's just a little bit different lineup with Mike Moustakis and Travis Shaw in there, both from the left side for the Brewers. 
So another big move by the crew. But the crew wasn't done. David Stearns and Matt Arnold and the rest of the front office went out and they acquired second baseman Jonathan Scope from the Baltimore Orioles. So you've got Jonathan Scope, who was off to a tough start early in the year, and was dealing with an oblique issue, finally gets healthy, and now is one of the hottest right-handed hitters in baseball. You bring him into the fold, and the Brewers have maybe more infielders than they know what to do with on any given day. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. The Brewers have tons of depth, tons of options for Craig Council when he puts the lineup together every day, and it's very similar to what the outfield situation was at the beginning of the year, and that worked out tremendously for the Brewers. So I don't think anybody's complaining about it at this point in time, and they're excited about these last 51 games uh, on the schedule. The Brewers hoping they can go out there and get it done. Uh, I should say 52 games left on the schedule, hoping they can go out there and get it done, and it's going to be all hands on deck with all of these uh, pieces offensively. For So Scope comes over. Jonathan Scope is the reigning AL Player of the Week. The Brewers already had the reigning NL Player of the Week in Christian Yelich. So the two hottest hitters in both leagues now are on the Brewers team. So a big, big-time addition in the Brewers' offense has all of a sudden become scary good for the crew. The Brewers uh, still can add more. Uh, it's the, the, the waiver deadline is over. It's coming past. But if guys get through waivers over the course of the next month, there may be chances for the Brewers to try to add more. And David Stern said as much after the deadline had come and gone. But some big additions for the Brewers. They had a lot of power in the bat with Moustakis, a lot of power in the bat from Scope, a left-handed bat and a right-handed bat, and a high-leverage experienced reliever. Uh, they addressed a lot of concerns and a lot of needs for this offense and for this team in general uh, over the course of the deadline. So we're going to talk to Joaquim Soria. We're going to talk to Mike Moustakis on the podcast as well as Orlando Arcia, who in all of this news, what's been lost is that Orlando Arcia was called up at the end of last week and joined the team on this road trip as well. And he's back to playing that great defense. And he's been swinging the bat a little bit better since he's been called back up as well. So uh, all of that big, big news for the Brewers as they're playing some of their best baseball of the year right now, uh, trying to finish up this road trip in style. All right, let's catch up with the crew and we begin with one of the newest Brewers, Mike Moustakis. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go on again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Whirlwind 24 hours for you. You probably knew this day was coming, though, at the same time. And I'm sure for you, a little bit of excitement that you get to come to a clubhouse where you're so familiar with so many guys. Absolutely, yeah. Um... Definitely kind of knew this day was coming, uh, you know, uh, obviously what we were doing in Kansas City, uh, we weren't, weren't playing our best baseball, but, um, you know, definitely excited to be here, really happy uh, that the Brewers are giving me an opportunity to play for a winning uh, winning team this year, and um, just just super excited to be out here and, uh, and, and ready to kind of get this thing going. Have you talked to Lorenzo and Soria and Kratz and all those other guys that you've played with in, in your career, have you talked to those guys in the last 24 hours a little bit? Yeah, it, uh, once once it all was official, uh, they all started texting me. I texted them back, and getting to come in uh, and see them all today was awesome. Uh, you know, I was uh, telling my wife earlier, I was kind of like the new kid in school, not sure how to uh, how to expect things, and you know, I showed up in the clubhouse and everybody welcomed me with open arms, and uh, you know, to have Lolo and, and Kratzy and 
and uh, guys I've played with and played against for so long, uh, it, it makes this a, a little bit easier of a transition. Definitely excited to uh, you know play with this group of guys. You come in too as the new guy, but you're a veteran. You've won championships, and you were a leader in the Kansas City clubhouse. The the legend of Game Four in <laughs> Houston and the eighth inning and the speech you gave, keep yeah. the line moving. That, that, that's that's a big story in Kansas City lore. Um, so how do you think you can add to this team from that aspect too? You know this uh, this team. I don't think really needs any too much of that. I mean, if they've got great leadership here and, and great players, so uh, you know, I'm just gonna show up and do what I can every single day, play the game hard, and uh, you know, just come out here and have fun. And that's that was the big thing about what we did in Kansas. Is we showed up every day, we played hard, and we had fun. And um, you know, no, nothing's more fun than winning baseball games. And I I feel like this uh, this group here uh, does a great job of having fun and, and playing the game to win. So it's uh, it's exciting to be a part of, and uh, I'm just happy to be here. How familiar were you with Travis Shaw, and what does it say to you that he's willing to move to second base to, to make room for you? Yeah, uh, I'm very familiar. Uh, he's an unbelievable ball player, and uh, you know, for him to, to move to second base and, and give me an opportunity to play third base here, it's uh, it says volumes about him and his character and his desire to win. And uh, you know, it, it's 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 tough uh, as a player to to move positions and and do all the work and all that other stuff and for him to be able to say you know no problem and go take care of it it's awesome speaks volumes about his character i'm sure you've had a couple of people reach out to you in the last 24 hours too to tell you how much your swing fits miller park you got to be excited to play your home games in that ballpark now oh absolutely yeah um you know played there a couple times over over my career and uh, it's just a, a great place to hit great place to see the ball um you know great great place to be and i'm uh you know once again i'm just happy to be here happy to be a part of uh of what these guys got going on and uh, excited to uh, get this going. You've been a, a high contact guy too. Everybody talks about your power, but you put the ball in play a lot. That can be a, an added value to a team that's already got some depth in their lineup. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, the thing about this team, you look up and down the lineup. There's there's power, um, you know, throughout the entire lineup. And uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go out there, get get on base, and drive guys in from uh, from all sorts of areas. And you know, from one through nine, we got we got pop in the lineup. So it's exciting to uh, to to be a part of this and. Uh, just really, really stoked. It's gonna be weird to step into the box tonight and see Johnny Cueto throwing to you. It's kind of like a 2015 reunion. Here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, uh, I faced him one time uh, a couple years back, and it was definitely weird. But uh, you know, when you've been uh, you've been playing this game, you start you start facing guys you've played with and uh, played against. Uh, it, it's it's just fun. It's fun to be able to come out here and play some ball. <laughs> Moose, we appreciate it. Thanks so much, and congratulations on being a part of the crew. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Our thanks to Mike Moustakas, who joined us his first day in with the crew. Uh, so far for the Brewers, he is 4 for 17. He's been on base five times. And just his presence in the lineup, you can tell, is, is, is a really positive thing. He's only struck out three times. He's a guy that puts the ball in play a lot. He made some tremendous defensive plays on Tuesday night as well. So exciting times for the Brewers, adding Mike Moustakas into the mix. He comes to the Brewers uh, this year, uh, showing that power that he showed last year. Last year, he set the Kansas City Royals record for home runs in a season. He hit 38 home runs, drove in 85, and hit 272 a season ago. This year, hitting just a shade below 250 at 249, has 20 home runs and 62 driven. And I'll tell you this, 18 home runs in 50-some games is a lot. So he's probably not going to get to 38 this year. But playing in Miller Park, I would not be surprised at all if he gets over 30 home runs again this season now that he's going to have that right field porch at Miller Park at his disposal. Moustakis has gone over 20 home runs now four times in his career, including this year. 
big-time power for the Brewers in that lineup. Joaquin Soria, another former Royal, uh, is another addition that the Brewers made. They actually made the addition of Joaquin Soria a day before they made the addition of Mike Moustakis, 34 years old, uh, starting to throw a slider a little bit more. He's dropped down, and he's sidearming a little bit. Uh, Joaquin Soria, seventh amongst Major League Baseball players, uh, active Major League Baseball players in saves for his career. He has been a very reliable reliever over the course of his career. 220 saves for Joaquin Soria this year, and he also joins a very stacked bullpen for the crew. Welcome to the Brewers. It's change is something you get used to in baseball, and, and, and you've been through this before, but every time it's a little bit different. What was it like when you got the call and, and you knew you were going to be a part of the NL Central race now with the crew? Well, thank you for having me. And, uh, yes, I mean, uh, uh, I was expecting uh, in a couple of days, like, uh, I, I, I heard some rumors and the, the media is, is in charge of that. But, uh, uh, I mean, obviously it's the third time that I, that I have trade. It's not easy, but uh, you know it's part of the it's part of the job uh, prescription. You have had a lot of success this year. You've been around for a long time. You were with the Royals, and of course the Tigers, Rangers, and uh, here recently with the White Sox. What is it over this last three months or so that you have found that have helped you really take another step? Well, I've been I've been trying to uh, make an adjustment. Uh, I saw like the, uh, the first of the season, I was in. Sharp, but I, I feel that it wasn't that my pitches was good enough. It was just having a good luck. Uh, but I dropped my arm a little bit, so it was uh, it's a, it's a new thing that I've been doing, and, and I think it's been working good. What inspired that for you? Uh, it was just uh, one battle. I mean, I was uh, was facing uh, Jonathan Scope one time, and and he had a nine nine at bat, uh, nine pitches at bat, and and I was like, all right, I need to do something different to get this guy out. So I just throw my arm, and and it works out. And since then, I've been dropping my arm a little bit uh, when I want. You've handled different roles in the bullpen throughout your career. You were a closer for a long time with Kansas City, uh, closing this season with the White Sox as well. Um, do you feel like that versatility for you where you can kind of be plugged in in different situations is going to be valuable for you and for this team and, and that that experience can be a big thing for this young club? Well, I think uh, um, I come here to the team to uh, willing to help them as much as possible and uh, whatever they, they, they fit uh, or they feel like I, I, I can do the job, I'm going to be there for them. And uh, if it's the six inning, if it's the seven inning, whatever they want me to do, I'm going to be able to uh, to do it. And uh, I'm going to do my, my max effort every time that I go out there, so we, we win. Uh, obviously, I've been, I'm, like you say, I've been playing around uh, for a long time, and, and, and obviously the, the, the uh, experience is there. So I want to try to, to use it to help this team win. You and Corey Knable were involved in a deal once together, which is kind of ironic that now you're both going to be here and making up part of the back of the Brewers' bullpen. But you also have some guys that you're familiar with. Does that make it easier? Jeremy Jeffress, Lorenzo Cain, guys that you played with before. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, as long as you see familiar faces, I mean, you you get easy a little bit in the, in the clubhouse. And, 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 and baseball family is really easy to go along. I mean, it's just like in spring training. We met a lot of people, and, and, and it's easy to go along with the, with the baseball players. How re-energizing is it to get in the midst of a pennant chase, so to speak? It's good. It's good. It's good to have that uh, that kick 
and uh, that special like feeling to come to the field, expecting to win and expecting to uh, to perform and, and and to 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 make the race, you know, and 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 it's awesome. It's awesome for me and for my my career and my family. You you talked a little bit about the adjustments that you've made for most of your career. Fastball, curveball change, throwing the slider a little bit. It looks like you're throwing the slider more recently. Is that accurate? And and and, and what brought that about? Was that also something that came along with the arm angle? Yeah, it's something to come out with a with a drop uh, drop arm and I mean. Uh, uh, the slider, uh, I, I throw it like from the top too. I mean, it's not like just for the side arm, but that side arm has been working good, so I had to keep throwing it until until I had to make another adjustment. Well, Akeem, welcome to the Brewers, and uh, great to have you, and, and appreciate you spending some time with us here on the On Deck Show. All right, thank you for having me. Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101. Okay, as we look at Sabermetrics 101, kind of straightforward for you this week. It's Christian Yelich and how hot he is. We could probably do this every week for the next couple of months because I think he's going to stay this way. But uh, in his last 21 games, Christian Yelich, 40 hits. 40 hits in his last 21 games. He's 41 of 91 in his last 21 games. He currently has a 15-game hitting streak. He has hit four home runs in that span for Christian Yelich. And he is absolutely 100% on fire right now. This is the hottest hitter in baseball. Uh, I, I, I think you would be, you'd have a hard time finding somebody that's hotter. Jonathan Scope, who the Brewers just acquired, might be the only guy that has a claim to that. He has 10 doubles in these 21 games. He has four home runs in these 21 games. He has driven in 22 in these 21 games. I mean, all these numbers are just incredible for Christian Yelich. And, of course, as you know, for the season, this guy is now leading the National League in batting average with a 321 batting average. Simply incredible. And Christian Yelich, again, he probably could have his own segment around Sabermetrics 101. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good it, job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be your plan. Uh, but once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It, was, uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses. And that's where guys get caught up in uh, trying to do too much. Now for the Clubhouse Conversation. This week in our clubhouse conversation, we talked to Brewers shortstop Orlando Arcia. Uh, you're back now with the big league club uh, on this road trip, and it seems like you've had a lot more success at the plate. What were some of the keys and some of the things that you feel like you found in AAA before you came back up? Okay, so regresar aquí con el equipo Grandes Ligas, te está yendo bien esta primera semana. ¿Qué crees que ha sido la diferencia desde que subiste aquí? Cosas que trabajaste allá abajo que te está ayudando aquí. Contento, contento de volver a estar aquí con, con el equipo, ayudarlo y de verdad que creo que la, la mentalidad es lo, lo, lo primero que, que, hay que hay que tener fuerte en esos momentos cuando no, las cosas no te están saliendo y, y trabajar día a día para que, para que las cosas te salgan bien y como dije anteriormente, pues este, la mente hay que tenerla siempre fuerte para, para no decaer ahí en esos momentos. No, and just, uh, first of all, just happy to be back up here and be able to help the team win and I think the, the main focus uh, is just my, my head, my head game, uh, just just keeping my head strong uh, even through the hard times. I think that's that's been a big help for me and just being able to keep working and keep staying positive and having a strong hand above my shoulders. I think it's been the, the big difference coming back up here. 
Your first game back in San Francisco, you hit a ball hard late to left field, and, and it seems like from that point forward, you've really started to put together a lot of quality at bats. Was even though it was an out, was that hard contact something that kind of helped get you going a little bit? En tu primer juego, el primer juego que regresaste a San Francisco, esa última le batiste una buena línea, o que fue a, o tú crees que eso te ayuda a dar un poquito más de confianza cuando regresaste, pues. Sí, sí, porque me estoy sintiendo que le estoy dando a la bola como como yo le quería dar con con fuerza y no no cayó ese día, pero el siguiente día salieron dos gracias a Dios y pudimos lograr la victoria ya. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I should put a hard contact on the ball even though I didn't fall. And then for that time, it just made me feel good and made me realize that that's what I'm trying to do, trying to hit the ball hard, and and it just showed that I can do it. And and thankfully, the next day, I was able to get a couple of fall in for a couple of hits, and and just it's a confidence, all about the confidence. That that, that at bat helped me keep my confidence up. Even when you've had some struggles offensively, you've never carried it into the field. You've continued to be elite defensively. Uh, what have you learned from this season? How have you grown from this year? que hasta cuando no te está yendo bien el bate, o sea, no has dejado que eso te, te afecte tu defensa. Todavía estás jugando una defensa, una de las mejores defensas de la liga. Eh, ¿Qué crees que ha sido eso? Y, y, y que en verdad has aprendido tú este año, eh, como te ha ido este año, que, que has sacado de eso? De verdad que de, de que filmé profesional siempre he sabido este, la diferencia. Pues, y si me va mal en el bateo, tengo que hacer la jugada de rutina, cualquier jugada para para ayudar al equipo con el guante, tanto con el guante como con el bate, si no me salen con el bate, hacerla con el guante y creo que que esa es una de las claves y uno una de esas cosas fue un consejo que me dio un pelotero que cuando me, las cosas no me estuvieran saliendo bien con el con el guante y a la hora de, de fildear que que me mantuviera enfocado igual a, a la hora de fildear cuando las cosas no te salen bien bateando. Yeah, different thing that's, that's something I've taken pride of uh, from the time I signed professionally, being able to separate the bat from the glove, being able to, you know, whether you're not having a good day on the bat, you know, still be able to be focused on the field and be able to make the routine plays, be able to make every play that comes at you because that's another way you can help the team win. I, I had a player coming up when I was coming up that came me, came me that uh, uh, talked to me about that and told me, it's like, hey, you got to be able to separate everything. It's like... And I think that's something I take pride on, being able to separate it no matter how I'm doing on, at the plate. I'm able to go out there and focus on the field and be able to make a play because sometimes you can make the difference in the game by with the glove instead of the bat. Orlando Travis Shaw now playing some second base. Being his partner up the middle, so to speak, you know, what kind of a role do you take on now helping him make that transition? Con Shaw jugando segunda, ¿cómo crees que vas a la transición entre ustedes dos haciendo las jugadas en segunda y cómo crees que tú lo vas a ayudar a él a, a esa transición a, segunda, a la segunda base él, él es demasiado buen pelotero él, él, él se va a adaptar rápido ahí a la segunda base y como siempre cuando salimos a la hora de, de practicar siempre estamos haciendo los doble play haciendo la jugada para para la hora para llevarlo a la hora del juego y Siempre me mantengo con él, comunicándome con él cualquier jugada que esto, pues sabemos que él juega tercera, pero lo cambiaron ahora para segunda y trato de ayudarlo en, en todo lo en todo lo que puedo. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think uh, I think Travis is he's a really good player. I think he's he's going to be able to adapt there pretty quick, and and he's shown it already. And and it's just for me, just being able to communicate. You know, we'll go out there and 
during BP, early work and work on double plays, work on all the feats and what's up, but mostly just communicating. I mean, we already had that communication going when he was a third, and so now he's going to the other play and just kind of help him set up in a few things. And it's a new position for him, but he he knows what he's doing and it's just being able to communicate with each other and understand each other. I think that's a, the big part for both of us, and I think he'll, he'll do great there. All right. Thanks so much, Orlando. Thank you. Checking in on the farm. As we check in on the farm, we take a look at the Brewers minor leagues. We begin AAA Colorado Springs. They are 57 and 47, tied for first currently in the American Northern Division of the Pacific Coast League with the Oklahoma City Dodgers and uh, Colorado Springs hoping they can get themselves into the postseason. One team we know is going to be in the postseason is Double-A Biloxi. The Shuckers won the first half of the Southern League South. They are currently in second in the Southern League South division in the second half. They are two games back of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. They're 22-14 and 14 so far in the second half. Lucas Ersig has been absolutely on fire. If you go back to Monday night, Lucas Ersig went 3-for-4. He drove in two runs, and he is probably one of the hotter Brewers farmhands right now. He is batting 600, 9-for-15, during a three-game stretch. He is also 526 with his average, 10 for 19, two home runs and nine RBIs during a four-game stretch. And in 34 games since June 22nd, Ersig's hitting 338. He has eight doubles, eight home runs, and 22 driven in. He has completely turned what was kind of a slow season for him at one point around. He's almost up to 270 with his batting average. He was hitting right around 200 back there in June. He's hitting 268 now on the season for Lucas Ersig. It's just been an incredible thing to watch. He's driven in 48 for the season. Other players of note with Biloxi to keep an eye on. Keston Hira, he went two for five on Monday. He's now hitting 302 on the year. Corey Ray's hitting 262. We know he has 22 home runs and he has 30-plus stolen bases on the year. That Biloxi team is really, really talented. And Trey Supak was named the Southern League's Pitcher of the Week for this past week. He went 1-0 with a 1.38 ERA, 13 innings, and two earned runs over two starts uh, for Trey Supak. So you got Trey Supak pitching really well. you got Zach Brown, who's downright dominant. The Biloxi Shuckers are really good. Both of those teams did not play on Tuesday. The Carolina Mudcats lost on Tuesday. They fall to 19-18 and 18 so far in the second half, and they're still in the mix in the South Southern Division of the Carolina League. Uh, they're uh, two and a half games back uh, currently in that division. And then Class A Wisconsin. starting to get kind of exciting in Class A Wisconsin because some guys are starting to get moved up from Helena uh, to kind of test themselves. And some of the young guys that began with Wisconsin – uh, are really starting to, to, to get comfortable now and perform at a good clip. Uh, they beat Kane County on Tuesday night. They're 17-19 and 19 now in the second half. Aaron Ashby is a name to keep an eye on. He was the Pioneer League Pitcher of the Week a couple of weeks ago. He's now been promoted to Class A Wisconsin. The left-hander is the son of former San Diego Padre Andy Ashby. Uh, you'll, you'll certainly remember that name, I would think. He made his Timber Rattlers debut on Sunday and threw six scoreless innings and got the one as part of the 5 nothing shutout over Kane County. So uh, he, he's an impressive 
uh, impressive guy that has a chance to, to, to be somebody you want to keep an eye on when it comes to the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers and just in terms of some of the Brewers' prospects. And then, of course, the Helena Brewers are sitting at 4-1 and one in their second half as well. So uh, Helena has some good young players. That That is a, a very, very talented team. And uh, Nestor Corridor has some pretty good players at his disposal. So that's a quick update down on the farm for the Brewers minor leagues. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we are here in Los Angeles. It has been a fun road trip. Brewers going to try to finish it up right with a couple more wins here against the Dodgers. And then the Brewers home for the Colorado Rockies over the weekend. And then the San Diego Padres coming down. We hope you'll come out to Miller Park and join us for some good fun Brewers style. That's going to do it for me. I'm Lane Grindle. We'll talk to you again next week.